Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to look at the second tool in managing emotional eating, the thought and reflection journal and how it can help you. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day and that you did your task from yesterday's episode of looking at your food and doing a food awareness diary and doing that without judgment and just with curiosity. I would be interested to hear your thoughts and how you found that process. Please reach out to me on social media and let me know how you went. But we're getting stuck into the second tool in managing emotional eating today, and that is the thought and reflection journal. And so this tool is all about learning to moderate and tolerate your emotions a little bit better and to also run them through a little filter of is this thought true and do I need to give it the the power that it has over me. And so one of the the really fascinating things about humanity um when it comes to changing our behavior is that actions and behaviors are kind of like surface, you know, um, external things. So our behaviors and actions are what other people can see. They're the things that we do. And most um, weight management or nutrition strategies are behavioral based. And so we're, we're just looking at what you're doing, you know, eat more vegetables, um, bulk cook your meals, don't grab the muffin, grab the piece of fruit. So they're all behavior modification processes. Now they're all well and good if the underlying thoughts and feelings behind that behavior aren't, um, I guess, sabotaging that. But it's really important to know that sitting in below behaviors and actions are thoughts and feelings. And so behavior follows feelings and feelings follows thoughts. And these thoughts are triggered either, you know, by internal or external things and are highly influenced by a a sort of core belief and value system. And I think when we understand that really behaviors and actions are just the tip of the iceberg and there's this stuff that's just going on deep down inside of that we're often unaware of, that that can be why, you know, simply following a diet or having a meal plan is not enough for some people. And I mean, you know how I feel about, you know, diet programs and meal plans as not being enough purely because I understand that food choice is a complex interactions of thoughts, behaviors, feelings, environment, right? Other people. And so to oversimplify and just be like, oh, just follow this meal plan is is not the answer. And so this tool is really all about starting to get some awareness around your thoughts 
and the things that trigger particular feelings and in particular those negative feelings and emotions that then trigger behavioral things like emotional eating. And so I guess to think about it, right, there is a trigger, which is the stimulus that affects you. In response to the stimulus, you respond um, with a particular behavior and then there are then consequences, both immediate and long-term from that behavior. And often those consequences either reinforce the behavior, so they make it easy to do that behavior again, or they discourage the behavior. And it's more likely the immediate consequences as opposed to the long-term consequences that are going to have the biggest effect on whether they, you know, reinforce or inhibit a particular behavior. And so, you know, if we think about emotional eating and that sort of flow like trigger, stimulus, you, response, then behavior, you know, emotional eating is right at the end. It's at the behavior end. So this tool is all about going right back to the trigger. What was the internal, what was the thought? What's the belief system, right? That that was then the stimulus, right? To then cause you to respond in that particular way. And I find this stuff about humanity, both infuriating and wonderful. And you know, we're actually the only species who can, who has self-awareness. You know, our, our self-awareness or so our ability to be aware of ourselves and what we're thinking is what sets us apart from other living creatures. You know, like we can actually look at ourselves like an outside person looking in. We can think about what we're thinking about. What do you think about that? right? Um, Oh my gosh, so my brain. But the first step to overcoming any kind of negative or destructive behavior is being aware of your triggers and in particular your internal triggers, your thoughts, which you actually do have control over. And I'll talk about that in a second. So we want to start thinking about what we're thinking about because the only time you can change is in the here and now. You can't change the past. That's been and gone, right? It's done. You can't change that. You also can't change in the future because you're not there yet. And we're often deferring or delaying change to the future. You can't change there. You can only change in the here and now. So you've got to catch yourself in the moment to think, oh, normally I would do this now. Am I going to do something different? And one of the ways that you can do that is being highly aware of your triggers um, and in particular the thoughts that then trigger poor behavior. And then once you are aware of those thoughts and triggers, you can start to change them. So rather than putting your effort into changing the behavior, so like don't eat the chocolate biscuit, right, which is really, really hard, you're putting your effort into the thought that triggered that. Maybe it's the worthlessness thought or the fear thought or the destructive, you know, disappointment thought, right? It's, it's changing that because the thoughts that we have aren't always true. And in fact, most of the thoughts that we have aren't very helpful, in fact. And so we want to run them through, through a truth filter and start to change them. But before we get to that, I want to talk about this tool in more detail. So this is a thought and reflective journal. So you want a nice little book or you can use your notes app on your smartphone if you want to. I like books. I love stationery. 
Fun fact about me, I love stationery. There is something magical about a new fresh notebook. There's nothing written in it and a very pretty pen. Mm, so good. So what you want to be doing is just spend I want you to spend today, but try and spend two to three days recording what you're thinking about. And this process of writing it down will increase your self-awareness and start to help you identify your triggers. Like what were the situations, the emotions, the feelings that made you want to binge eat or grab something sweet? Um, You know, and unfortunately, this process of writing down what we're thinking about can actually highlight just how cruel we are to ourselves. Um, But hey, we cannot change without awareness. And so hopefully this awareness can then spark a a little bit of a revolution in in how we think about ourselves. So what you want to do for this to be effective is as you start to think things, just write them in your your journal. And a couple of things that can help you sort of express and flesh that out a little bit more is, can you record the event that triggered the thought process? Maybe it was an email in your inbox that then, you know, made you feel overwhelmed and like you couldn't do it or, and then that led to feeling stressed and bad at your job, right? Or, or maybe it was a text message from a friend. Maybe it was, um, right? You're going out to an event and you put on a piece of clothing that doesn't fit anymore. Whatever it is, try and record the event that triggered the thought process. Then record the thought, what you did think about yourselves, what you did think. And then basically you want to record your beliefs about this thought. How much do you think that those thoughts are true? And then your then write down your response to those thoughts. Like what did you eat? What was the behavior? Right? A couple of thinking styles that actually happen to us that you might find throughout this um, thought recording process is that many of the things that we think and our thinking styles aren't helpful. And I want to highlight a couple of them here. The first one is all or nothing or black and white thinking. So this involves only seeing one extreme or the other. Things are seen as good or bad, right or wrong, and there are no shades of grey. So you're like, I've broken my dietary rule. I've blown it. I ate one biscuit, so I may as well eat 10. Try to articulate, am I doing black and white thinking here? Another thinking style is a mental filter, which involves filtering in and filtering out process. It's kind of like tunnel vision with a focus on one aspect of a situation and then ignoring the rest. For example, I've only lost one kilo. I am such a failure. But you've ignored the fact that you've actually done a bunch of healthy behaviours over the last week. You went to an event and you made choices that you were really happy with. Your clothes are feeling better. You have more energy. You're sleeping better, right? You're, you're just looking at things in a silo and filtering out all the other things that you could use as a gauge of your success. Another thinking style is jumping to conclusion. So we do this when we assume that we know someone else's thinking, we're a mind reader, and we make assumptions about what will happen in the future, we're a predictive thinker. You know, if I eat more than a thousand calories a day, my weight um, keep going up forever, right? That's jumping to conclusion. It's not a true thought. Um, Catastrophizing. This is when we blow things out of proportion and view the situation as terrible and awful, even when the reality is that the problem is quite small. 
for example, if I don't stay thin, nobody will ever find me attractive and all my friends will reject me and I'll be depressed forever. Right. As you can see, right, I'm starting to to shed light on these thinking styles and these thoughts that we have. And when we say them out aloud like this, we're like, that's ridiculous. Right. They're not true, but we give them so much truth and power inside of our heads. And the the benefit of the thought and reflection journal is taking them out of your head so that you can look at them a little bit more objectively and stop giving them the power and the truth that you've given them before. More more um, thinking styles are shooting and musting. Individuals with disordered eating often put unreasonable pressure on themselves. Some of these statements are not helpful. For example, I shouldn't, um, you know, drink and drive are not unhelpful rather. I shouldn't drink and drive. That's a good shouldn't. Don't drink and drive. But people with disordered eating and body image often create unrealistic expectations. For example, I should never eat carbohydrates. A silly, unnecessary, unrealistic expectation, right? Shooting and musting. These thought processes, if you're shooting and musting, particularly with food rules, uh, these are not true thoughts and they will, will stifle making positive progress. Overgeneralization is another thinking style. This is when you take one instance and impose it on all current and future situations. A clue is when you start using you always and I never, for example, I can never resist chocolate. So you're overgeneralizing, right? And you're just imposing that sort of thing on everything that you do. Labeling People with disordered eating are often very harsh on themselves, calling themselves nasty names. And this is, hopefully this comes up, be really honest in your journal. Things like, I eat like a pig. I'm disgusting, right? You're labeling yourself in a negative way. And of course, that's going to result in feelings, right? That are then going to result in behaviors that you don't want. What I want to tell you is something that my psychologist told to me when I um, visited one a couple of years ago when I went through a really um, traumatic family experience um, around, oh, it must have been 11 years ago now. And she was like, your brain is like a toddler. And we called my brain Bruce, actually. Anyway, I'll t- that's another story for another day. But let's say your, your brain is like a toddler at a utensil drawer like the second drawer in your kitchen, right, where all your cooking utensils are. So your brain is like a toddler at a utensil drawer and you're trying to bake a cake, which is life. And and your toddler is pulling out utensils and handing them to you to help you bake the cake. Now, sometimes your toddler pulls out a helpful utensil, like a wooden spoon or a, or a scraper, right? But But for the most part, most other utensils in that drawer are unhelpful for cooking a cake. Skewers, forks, right? And so you have to think about your brain as being a toddler at a utensil drawer. It is throwing out thoughts at you all the time, every day. Those thoughts are based on the way that you were brought up, you know, different belief systems, experiences that you've had. And the majority of those thoughts are unhelpful. But what we're trying to do is bake a cake with a skewer And it's very frustrating to bake a cake with a skewer. It is not a helpful utensil, right? But when you're, so when your brain throws you a skewer, you just want to be like, thank you, brain. Um, Thank you, Bruce. Not helpful. Just put the skewer aside and move on. And this is what the thought journal can do. It means you pull the thought out of your brain, be like, oh, is this thought true? Probably not. It's not a really helpful thought true, I'm overgeneralizing or I'm catastrophizing or I'm, I'm, I'm doing all or nothing thinking, okay, not a helpful thought. I'm just going to move that aside, right? And 
by challenging that thought and re- perhaps reframing it into a more true statement or just moving on from it is part of the way that we learn to manage our emotions that little bit better. Whereas if we don't articulate and then challenge that thought, that thought remains truth in our brain and we give it all this power because it's framing everything that we are doing and we're seeing life through the filter of this negative thought that's not even true, but we're making it true, right? And we're, and we're stuck. So golly, I'm getting really excited about that and I'm talking for too long. So what I want you to do today, guys, is do a thought and reflection journal. Be super, super honest with yourself and definitely connect with me and let me know how you go. Otherwise, have a fabulous day, team, and we'll catch you in the next episode for tool number three. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.